Hello, I'm Holly, and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. My friend Kayla and I are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts. Now let's begin. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Spooky Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Spookiest of Saturdays. A crowd is hot outside my window. Oh, gosh. On brand. Yeah, sorry, it took me. I was I was doing some last minute research on our current event topic because I just I figured that we should all talk about our our current events before we move on to spooky computer games, which is also exciting. Yes, and current events um, are equally as scary right now. I guess exactly. And yes, we love Kayla's sweater. Those of you on the podcast, Kayla's wearing a mushroom sweater, which is pretty sick. I'm jealous. Sick. I have a shirt that it's- says "Satan is waiting." Oh my god, I love that. I love that store. I just ordered one of her new shirts with the snake on it. Oh my I god, yeah. saw that one. I love the, I love the Satan is waiting shirt. Satan is that a kissing waiting. booth? <laughs> he just wants a smoochin'. This is a little smooch. He just wants a little smooch. But yeah, so current so current events. I mean this this past whatever month. So I deleted first off, I deleted Twitter off my phone because the <laughs> website's terrible. So it, it is. Yeah. And I've been so much happier because I don't know what's going on anymore, but I'm also just like, are we all going to die? I don't know. I just, I, I, I have no idea. I could check the news, I suppose. <laughs> um, oh, where did we? Oh, we got the shirt. You got it. Kayla linked where I got Satan's waiting shirt. KWT designs. They're great. But yeah, so here in Seattle, uh, there's been a bunch of news of the coronavirus or COVID-19. You cannot get it from the Corona <laughs> beer. You cannot get it from... <laughs> Any sort of alcoholic drink, it is not also, you don't need to buy water because it's not transferable in water. You don't need to buy toilet paper, even though all the Costco's here are out of toilet paper. No. For some reason. Yes. Like, apparently, one of my friends up north in just northern King County, like, was going to the store and, like, the Costco, and, like, this toilet paper was gone. Everyone's buying toilet paper. Oh my gosh. Well, and it, we don't have a toilet paper epidemic here, but we are like everybody's out of hand sanitizer. Oh my gosh. And it's like, I'm like uh, this and will not save you. <laughs> <sighs> like it's, yeah. Yeah. Angel, see, that's, that's exactly like Angel's talking about one of their relatives has been sick. And that's what really is the, the threat for this virus is anyone that's immunocompromised or is sick or old or anything like that might be in trouble. And so that's why it's really important. That we, you know, if people are sick, that they stay home and wear masks when they leave the house and make sure not to spread it. Wearing a mask and not having a sneeze or having the virus doesn't doesn't do anything. You're just going to have a mask on outside and that's it. So, like, there's there's all these, like, very strange, like, like, very strange, like, misinformation things going on here, which I just feel like this, I feel like this goes this goes very much into our spooky saturday territory because there's so many conspiracy theories like there's so many conspiracy theories in different countries every country has a different conspiracy theory in in china they think that it was like some people in china obviously conspiracy theorists think it was caused by america trying to cripple china apparently in the middle east they think it was caused by america so that we could sell vaccines to them to make money 
Oh. And, like, I feel like all of these things are so dependent on the, like, all of the shitty things, like, America has done. Like, trying to undermine China, trying to, like, get oil from the Middle East, all these things. So they're just like, yeah, it's just them. And then, in, of course, in America, everyone's like, oh, my God, it was China. And someone thought that it was a bioweapon created by some factory in China. That, of course, we started linking to video games. Did you see that? What? Yeah, it was people were saying, like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. It gets, like, and none of it. It's great. Okay, here we go. So it says that, uh, oh, yeah, um, BuzzFeed News, thanks, guys, uh, oh, reported BuzzFeed. on an internet yeah. meme conspiracy theory of a link between the logo of the Wuhan Institute of Viro- Virology and the Umbrella Corp. No, from, I knew you were about to yeah, say from that. from Resident Evil. <laughs> The theory also saw a link between Raccoon, the main city in Resident Evil, and an anagram of Corona, the name of the virus. The popularity of this theory attracted the attention of Snopes, who proved it as false, showing that the logo was not from that institute, but from the Shanghai Rulon Bao Husan Biotech Limited, located approximately 500 miles away from Wuhan, and pointed out that the proper name of the city in Resident Evil is Raccoon City, with two C's. Yeah, like, that's a little bit of a stretch. And also, why would this be connected to Resident Evil in any way? I don't know. Oh, that's so bad. So also, people were saying that doesn't have to do with the lab. It also didn't have to do with that girl eating a bat. And I thought it, I like saw that and fell for it. I was like, oh, man, that seems like it's bad for you. Turns out. They don't know where it came from. It didn't come from the girl eating a bat. And that influencer girl who was eating the bat was actually in a totally different country. And people were just posting it because they're racist. So that's little, literally it. Ugh. I did um, see a conspiracy theory that the government introduced the coronavirus in 2018 and Bill Gates was somehow responsible. <laughs> Bill Gates! Yes. Yeah, it just says... Was this release of the disease planned? Is the media being used to incite fear around it? Is the cobble desperate for money? So they're tapping their big pharma reserves? No! He linking it to the Perbright Foundation, which linked to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation based on a press release and blah, oh blah, God. blah. It's like one of those like where it's like, whoop, trip and fall down a rabbit hole. This must be real. Oh, my God. So and if I you mean, need to tell somebody, tell them Bill Gates is responsible. Yes, Bill Gates and Bats. Bats. As an aside, we sh- people shouldn't be eating bats. Bats are horrible carriers of disease. Don't eat bats. But Don't like, eat bats. But this virus in particular did not come from eating bats. That it didn't come from that. We were wrong. Um, not this time. Pure speculation. Not not this time. Yeah. So I mean, and like they don't know. They literally don't know where it, where it came from. Yeah. See, jury, your friend got pneumonia from bat guano. Bats carry bad, bad, bad stuff. And they're, they're, uh, as not a Weasley said in chat, bats are cute. And also we need them to pollinate and it's true. be great. So don't eat them for many yeah. reasons. Exactly. But yeah, it's just like, it's, it's just, we don't know really what's causing it. I don't know if like all of the tech bros here in Seattle not going to work is going to help them or not. Cause like, <laughs> cause my, again, like my, like my, one of my neighbors, I don't know which tech bro thing like he works for, but I know he works for like some tech place. Like, you know, Microsoft, Google, whatever. I don't know. And like, he like, like, he was like, yeah, like, you know, they're just keeping us, keeping us not at work. And I'm like, how is this like? <laughs> okay, so all the tech bros are working from home, but everyone that works in service industries, including people that make coffee, that deliver your Amazon stuff, tech bros, that like, and everyone that's and can't take a day off are still going to work, but Microsoft's staying home? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, 
This is a mess. This is just a mess. Yeah, because the people who will be able to transfer it will still be at work. Right. Right. They still have to go to work because, like, again, it's like an inequality of wealth sort of situation because it's like, here's a bunch of people who can't afford to take a day off who are literally doing, like, giving everyone groceries. Like, ugh. Yeah, and testing for the virus is, like, is super expensive because our healthcare is a mess. So, it's true. So bad. Yeah, there's the the other conspiracy theory, which someone mentioned in chat. Um, Parson C mentioned the Dean Koontz one, which is apparently Dean Koontz, uh, in one of his novels, predicted the coronavirus. Oh, my God. Was like, yes, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. It's like uh, it alludes to the creation in his novel, The Eyes of Darkness, of a deadly virus known as Wuhan 400, named after the city from which it originated. No! Aside from the reference to Wuhan, however, there are no similarities between that and COVID. Um, Unlike COVID, which has a 2% fatality rate, Wuhan 400 kills 100% of its victims. So, you know. Oh, my God. Not the same thing. I mean, of course. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's spooky. I'll give you... That's a spooky coincidence. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, like out of all the places he could have wrote it coming from, it had to be like the one place. Right. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Jello Jello vapes in chat said a guy who came back from travel felt a little sick, went to get it checked out, and showed being negative for the virus cost him three thousand dollars. Like, do you really think that people like poor people with normal jobs are going to go spend this on ta- like it's just absurd? It's, it's just yeah. really absurd. It's upsetting, and I feel like. It's upsetting because, like, then they're not going to go to the doctor, and then they're going to, they're going to, they could die. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, <clears throat> America sucks. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, NSA, I didn't say that. It all comes back to the horrifying, the horrifying healthcare system that mm-hmm. we projected to. The true horror um, is that. Yep. Um, yeah, we should make a glow-in-the-dark leggy boy pin. That would be cute. Yes. But we still have, uh, we still have glow-in-the-dark pigeon pans on the store, so... If you want those. Yeah, the, I love the pigeon, the little pigeon. Little pigeon. Guy. Oh, yeah. Badger chops, I saw that it was possibly linked to the pangolin. Yeah, the poor animal's been hunted for its scales. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, really it's, sad. It, it uses traditional medicine. So sad, because they're super cute, too. They are really cute. Those are the ones that look like um, armadillos, kind of, right? The little Yeah, spiky. they have, like, the, the plates. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, that's why I took... I mean, one of many reasons why I took Twitter off my phone, because I was just like, what, a, what, like, uh, what are we going to do? Like, I'm overwhelmed. There's so many bad things. Like, what are we going to do? Like, read about that and then see Trump being like, we're working on a vaccine. Vaccines take decades, sir. Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, and he no, just. He, he, uh, didn't he say we had a vaccine? And no, then... something like that. And he was yeah, just and like, they were like no, we don't. Yeah. And he was like, there's going to be no cases soon. I'm like, what? Like, what are you, like. They're not even no. saying that on Fox News. Doesn't he watch that? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm all riled up over this because it's just, uh, it's just so upsetting. It is very upsetting. And it's hard to distinguish what is fact and what is fiction in these right. days, these but modern us, times. But us spooky scouts are experts at that because we practice it every Saturday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you determine if it's fact or fiction. Make sure to keep, make sure to keep that up. <laughs> Once a day. The skills. We're the we're we're the we're the truth scouts. <laughs> uh, uh. I've just learned like uh I try to keep track of like how bad it actually is, and all I know is just just try not to get sick, everyone. Just wash your hands. And if you're sick, stay home. Don't yeah. get other people sick. 
Don't go to a music festival when you know that you're sick. No, if you have like a wild flu, which is like like a really bad flu, that's like the coronavirus and don't leave your house. Don't go to like a music festival. Problem is, is that incubates for 14 days. People don't know if they're sick or not. Yeah, that's the worst part. It's like you have no idea. And that's like, there's no way you would even know to stay home. So that's why we're all totally boned. Yeah. Wow. So, 2020. Wow. 2020. <laughs> yeah. No. It's going great. Hanging in there. Yeah, Geraldo said, it's certainly upsetting because everyone has put Seattle under a media microscope. So seeing my city just in every single news are already, yeah, it's it's inescapable. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. I'm just going to go back to, I'm like, and then if I don't pay attention to it, all the toilet paper is still at my local grocery store. So, you know, as far as I know, none of us are dead yet. (laughs) I made some like vegan cheesy biscuits the other night and they were heavenly. So, I mean, let's just Mm. continue on our lives, everyone, I suppose. Until it's too late. (laughs) (sighs) They were really good, Ethelier Enchanter. Ethereal. Yeah, Geraldo had some, too. Sounds good. Yeah, they they were a treat. But anyway, let's take a step back from the actual spooky, which is reality and what's on Twitter, (laughs) and go into this week's topic, which I find... I found... I actually found the topic because there's an... Which you're all welcome to watch, and you should watch it, because it's a really... I feel like suggesting things to watch on like Amazon and Netflix is something like we need to do more often because there's so many yeah. weird ones. But there's a documentary on on a old um like a con- not console game but uh what are they called like arcade game like like in the cab- cabinet games called Polybius and it's a uh, it's apparently a f- it's a game that's an urban legend but is also said to have been real and in a bar in Portland Oregon. Mm. Um, and Polybius is apparently. It was a game that was made. Yeah, it is old news, Reg. Thank you. But some people don't know about it. Yeah, I don't know about it. Yeah, I, you mentioned it. That's why we I do this show. To it. Yeah, we're I not all a hive mind. <laughs> <laughs> old news. Old news. It's okay. Um, I don't know. So tell me for my sake. So yeah. I know. Yeah, it's called. It's there's a documentary on it called Polybius. It's also I think it's on Netflix or Amazon. I can't remember which one. Um, but they talk about this game and apparently this game appeared like they don't know the maker. They don't know anything. It was at this like arcade bar and, um, in the eighties. And when it appeared, it had a bunch of like, it was more advanced for its time. So it had like really advanced graphics and like different controls and things like that. And so people really liked it, but apparently it had some sort of weird thing where it caught it. It caused people to have like hallucinations. And it had like strobing and like like all these weird things having to do with like mind control. And people were saying that like the men in black would come and like look at it. What? <laughs> like, yeah. And take data from it. So apparently, apparently it's like a, it ex- apparently the, le- the legend is, is that they think it was some sort of like testing device for the government for testing to see like mind control effects on from video games. Oh. <laughs> so... But there, so there's never, there's only a few like really shitty pictures of it and recreations. And people have recreated the cabinet and actually people have invented the game. So a few people have actually invented a Polybius game that is like some weird flashing things and probably is confusing. But, um, but yeah, apparently it was, it was for the government to get information from people. And of course, like there's no hard proof for any of this. And a lot of them think that the urban legend came out of the fact that in the 80s, people were talking about the negative effects of video games. And so it became an urban legend based on the fact of, oh, video games cause people to 
you know, hallucinate or can, like, possess you. So. <laughs> that makes sense. Apparently it- it's in also in Arcade Spirits, which that's cool. I haven't played it. I, I wanted to play it. It looked fun. Is that a, is that one of the visual novels? Yeah, is it's it a visual, visual novel? novel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. So do people, is it kind of one of those instances where several people said they had an experience with it? Or is it like people are like, oh, this happened to so-and-so and no one has like any firsthand experience with it? Yeah, there's no firsthand experience. And in fact, it more or less can only date back like research-wise to the year 2000, which they think the dude on this website called coinop.com invented it as a like marketing ploy, more or less. Was it like the first creepy pasta? Yeah, I mean, kind of. It was early, so it's it's uh, yeah. So like someone they they think that's where it came from, but yeah. So it it didn't like. There's no no one like has firsthand experience of it of playing it or anything like that. There was like in the original article on that CoinOp website, it talked about someone who had played it, but then again, the only like the only actual evidence that you can find of it only goes back to the year 2000 from that website. So yeah. yeah I'm looking at um, at an article called Polybius Factor Fiction and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, apparently, yeah, like you said, coin op in 2000. Yeah. And yeah, Wizard D, that's right. It was likely, it is inspired by from the secret LSD and mind control experiments that the US government did in the Cold War, uh, which was what they found out according to the recovered MK Ultra files, which I, I think we haven't talked about MK Ultra, but that was when they did like drug and LSD and mind control tests. They also did remote viewing tests, which I think is insane that the the government the American government was like, let's do some remote viewing tests. This sounds legit. <laughs> like God. Yeah, you can find like that they actually spent money on doing remote remote viewing tests. And if you don't know what remote viewing is, remote viewing is when someone more or less sits in a room with other people and they sit there and they get um, latitude and longitude uh, con- like, um, numbers. And yeah, it's, it's more or less like scrying, like magic. <laughs> they get latitude and longitude numbers and or like they get told some vague thing and they go to that place and see that place. It's and that's ridiculous. Yeah. And like one of the things that they that I read um, once is that like. Some people would go and see, like, alien bases and stuff like that, which are really Ooh. wild and fun stories. Because they okay, get well, to go I'm interested see, like, yeah. in that. Yeah, that would be a fun, that would actually be a fun episode to talk about remote viewing. Because it's, it's really bizarre that the government was like, yeah, let's test this. Let's test, yeah, let's put let's people in a it. room and have them just, like, imagine things. It's just really bizarre. So anyway, that's Polybius. There's a great documentary on it that will, that goes through about a lot of the stuff. Yeah, the only thing that the only like concrete theory that I see is that apparently there was a series of unusual events in 1981 in Portland. And the first event was the occasion of two different gamers falling ill on the same day. The first Mm. was a man who collapsed after developing a bad migraine while playing the game Tempest. The second was a young man who played Asteroid for 28 hours straight (laughs) in an attempt to beat a high score. And before he could post the high score, he fell ill with stomach pain and had to call it off. And then roughly a week after that, the FBI raided several arcades in Portland, suspecting the owners of running gambling rings. Oh, no. So So it all tied together. That's that's where Polybius came from. My God. Gamers. These hardcore gamers. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, man. The, what what I'm bringing to the table, do you want to talk about what the main thing yeah. I wanted to bring yeah. to the I mean, table? Yeah, I mean, again, and, and Polybius is probably one of the most well-known ones. We've got, like, quite a few that are less well-known. 
that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that I think are like some are just some are genuinely creepy. Like I don't I was reading some of the articles and I was like, I don't like this. Like the Morrowind one and like messes me up. I don't like that one. Yeah, there was one. There's one uh, a text based game that I didn't. Oh, no. If that's oh, real. No. That's, I haven't heard about that one. That's messed up. OK, let's yeah. well, let's move on into our next because uh, there's some really creepy ones. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um, my favorite uh, which I mentioned to Holly, my favorite like creepypasta video game story is the Godzilla one, which is where a guy found an old NES cartridge for Godzilla Monster of Monsters or something. <laughs> and um, allegedly, which it's it's a creepypasta, so it's mm-hmm. not real, but it's fun to it's fun to read it and think. Believe oh, yeah. It's real. No, they're great. They're uh, spooky. It's spooky yeah, Saturday, it's not really truthy spooky. Saturday. Not truthy. <laughs> uh, but it's it's. It's really cool. You should Google it if you haven't, because the person who wrote it did all the pixel art to come up with these fake screenshots. Oh, of the that's game. cool. So he tells this story that he pops in the NES cartridge and he plays it and he's like, woohoo, it's like this old Godzilla game I used to play. And then it starts like asking him really creepy questions about if he's ever killed someone and do you like peanut butter and does your dog like the president and like weird things like that. And, and he starts getting to like, he finishes each kind of world. And when he gets to the end, this like really creepy skinless demon creature Ugh. pops up and starts chasing him. Oh no. And like he, he does this really nice slow build to where at, at one point he yells at the game and the creature looks at him and then he starts realizing that it's like sentient ah, and actually coming no. from him. Yeah. And he goes through all of this stuff and it just starts glitching and things are weird and everything's different. And then he like slowly descends basically. I don't know. It's very, it like turns into hell and like there's all like creatures that are very realistic looking instead of pixelated. So, and throughout the whole thing, he's commenting like these graphics are impossible. Like, and what's happening is impossible because there will be. Godzilla characters in it that didn't come out until like 2000 and this game was an NES game that was allegedly made back in NES days but it was just it's really well done and it just like all the worlds are really creepy like he starts out and the worlds are called like Earth and Mars and then it's Pathos and then Trance Dementia Entropy Extus Ah. Zenith yeah it just like it's really creepy Um, and then you find out like the, the only thing that I don't like about this story is that like he's like there's something I haven't told you. When I was in middle school, my girlfriend died. Like, no! So allegedly, like, the demon thing that's chasing him and torturing him in this game is what made his middle school girlfriend go crazy and kill herself. Oh, my God. He's, like, trapped in the game. And then he has to rescue her with the power of Godzilla. Um, <laughs> but it's really scary because the, the pixel graphics for this monster are just horrifying. It's got, like a really bloody red face and this like gaping mouth. Ugh. And um, someone made the game. So if you YouTube it now, there's people p- actually playing the game because someone has made it and oh, you can wow. like, play it. I-, I think maybe the whole thing or maybe just the beginning. That's but interesting. That's pretty, pretty cool. Like that they, someone took the time to make it. And yeah, like it's just, it's just fun. Cause it starts out and you're like, this is an NES game. Stuff will start being more photorealistic and more like creepy. And then you have all those things mashed together. And I feel like what is so compelling about that is because the thought for me personally, I love this subject because the thought of like demons or something evil being 
tapped into via technology is very interesting. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Treating like video games or code as an alternate dimension mm-hmm. that we're like tapping into is very interesting. So that's that's uh, the Godzilla story that I feel like you need to check out. Google it if you haven't, because the dedication into this is incredible. Yeah. Prasansi said, was literally watching a documentary on the rise of video game history earlier, so anyone could program Atari cartridges back in the day. So maybe these stories are from rogue cartridges. Like, maybe, like, the origin, the origins of some of these stories are from people programming cartridges or something like that. Yeah, because, do you remember, did you ever watch that Black Mirror special, the Vandersnatch? Oh, yeah. I watched all Black Mirror because it's just real life. (laughs) It's just real life. Yeah, the Bandersnatch one was kind of like a creepy video game situation. I'm trying to remember all the plot of it, but that's a good one. Um, But that's my that's my big creepy. I I feel like I breezed through telling you about it. Wow, that took like five minutes. Um, (laughs) No, it was good. It was spooky. Yeah, it's it's really scary. But yeah, he just basically gets chased throughout the whole thing. He's claim, you know, he says that. In the final boss battle, he starts feeling actual pain and he can't leave and he can't turn it off. And it's like killing him. And if he were to die there, he would have died in real life. And then he sells it on eBay. That's the end of the story. Like he beats it and he frees Melissa, his middle school girlfriend, who he was in love with, I guess, because middle school. And then he's like, I don't know what to do with it. And he sells it on eBay. He's like, I think Melissa's soul is trapped in this. Better put it on eBay and sell it. I was like, okay, well, I have some issues with this story, but <laughs> the concept is very interesting. I am invested. That's amazing. Oh my god. Casa, Casa Tree says, if you die in the game, you die for real. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I forgot I had this tab open, sorry, but they also blamed coronavirus on 5G. Very <laughs> fun. <laughs> too much. Oh my god. I have a story that's similar to that one. That has to do with Majora's Mask. Oh, tell me. Did you find that one at all? Because I found... I, I saw a picture of it. It's on, There's a picture of Majora's Mask, oh my God. but I didn't read it. I didn't read it, so tell yeah. me. So this one's about, about Ben and this game Majora's Mask. So more or less, like, they found this cartridge that just says, like, there's a picture of it. I can show you guys. The picture's great. Hold on. The picture is, 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 very, is very ridiculous. But so this guy found a copy of Majora's Mask... And it just said Majora written on it, like in a shitty font. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's just a cartridge yeah. with Majora yeah. written on it. So, um, so they got the game Majora's Mask. This, of course, was on 4chan. So, like, who, like, you know, let's just know the creepy pasta. The unknown user claimed that he had come into the possession of a blank Nintendo N64 cartridge with the words Majora's Mask scrawled across it in simple black magic marker. So, of course, he went to play it, and there's a file called Ben, and um. He tried to play, he tried to play it, like, didn't work, so he deleted the file, and then he, of course, was like, oh, this will be fine, but then it turned back on, and the file was back, and when he played it, the backgrounds of the game became more surreal, with distorted scenery and a soundtrack punctuated by screeches, and even playing backwards, as well as a twisted avatar of the game's main character following him around in the shadows. The Unsater player restarted the game, only to find not only had the Ben file been mysterious restored again, and was sitting there defying him. But this time, there was a second inexplicable save file entitled Drowned. Any attempts to play a new game after this were allegedly met with the same results, that the character would abruptly die and a message would appear which read, You've met a terrible fate, haven't you? Ew. Yeah, and the cartridge has never been 
found and no one has found out who wrote the article on 4chan. Oh, it must be a very creepypasta from mm-hmm. days of old. Yeah, well, it was from like N64 days, you know. That's I mean, <laughs> it's like it's fake. I'm like, save your fact or fiction for later. It's fine. Um, That's later. Okay, we're not. We're just having fun today. Yeah. Right now. Um, I think Majora's Mask is scary enough as is. Oh, totally. Like, if you're going <laughs> to haunt a game, Majora's Mask is the game to haunt. Like, they do oh, definitely. The, the Morrowind one is good, too. Oh, my um, God. I hate the Morrowind one. Yeah, that one is because I see people asking about it and being like, wait, go back to Morrowind. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, I have a Fallout but, one, too. Yeah, I saw the Fallout one. Oh, my gosh. The the Morrowind one, the Morrowind one is... Uh, I'll just read it to you. I'll read you what this article says about it. So it says, Deep in some long-forgotten hard drive lurks a mod for the Elder Scrolls III Morrowind with an insidious secret. At first glance, the mod, which is called jvk1166z.esp, is nothing but a broken save-corrupting mess. However, one intrepid user was able to run it properly and gradually became obsessed with understanding the the mysteries hidden within. Most of our information... Uh, about it comes from this lone source, the single person. Um, yeah, but it- I mean, most of these stories have one single origin for these cases, which yeah. of course makes them more urban legend than, say, like encounters. Exactly. But, like, they're still interesting. Yeah. So, this in this altered version of Morrowind, nearly every mission critical NPC is dead, and your character is endlessly hounded by an enigmatic creature referred to as the Assassin. No! There's a sealed door at the bottom of an excessively difficult dungeon, and every remaining NPC states, watch the sky, when approached. Our lone user eventually discovered the night sky in this mod mirrors our own, and was convinced some celestial event would unlock the sealed door. They were also certain the Assassin wasn't just stalking their character. So basically, that's kind of horrifying. Like, I don't know. It is horrifying. And everything was like, watch the sky. I'd be like, nope. Did you see, though, there was more to it than that. Like, there was one part that said that there was a gallery you went into. What? Yeah, you'd walk into a gallery, and in the gallery would be pictures from your computer's hard drive of, like, your personal pictures. From, like, your photos folder. Yeah, and that's how you got to the door, as you walked through the gallery of, like, your personal pictures, and then you got to the locked door and couldn't open it. (gasps) I know, no. (laughs) No. I would be like... That's enough. Right? Turn that off. I don't know. And then, so I guess the sky, when when it's saying it mirrors our own sky, I guess like the stars and everything they made it the same would be my, I guess what that means. But, yeah. Oh my gosh. Tiefling306 in chat says all my pictures would be memes. <laughs> just <laughs> memes. You're just like going through this gallery of dank memes and like a locked door. Watch the sky. I don't know. I hate that. Hate it. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. It says they're still trying. It says, um... The assassin is said to materialize in the real world. Oh, please. Okay. Well, that's a little too far for me. <laughs> Here they- I think we should, at some point, try and find this mod and play it. Oh, my God. I, I'm kind of obsessed with this. Like, why do we not have horror games like this? Like, but where yeah. it's supposed to be like, you're like, I bought this game and it's weird. I guess because you would have to to like really commit to this bit. Yeah. You'd have to advertise it as something that it isn't. And that's really dangerous. But right. Yeah. That would be so good. But yeah. So you guys were asking about the Fallout ones. There's also a Fallout one that apparently uh, Fallout 3, it predicts the future. Oh, my gosh. So, um, so it's uh, let's see. Apparently, 
Uh, players have picked up on what seems like a series of numbers in Morse code, which represent dates. And the DJ is on these broadcasts can be heard to say prophetic things, such as the queen has died today, the world mourns, as on days like these, we are all Brits, and I can't believe Brittany actually won an Oscar. Some disasters, <laughs> such as the Deepwater Horizon oil rig disaster, was said to have been predicted down to the hour. It is unknown what any of these, this means, or if any of it's true or not, and it remains a, cur- a curious anomaly. And Bethesda has denied such claims. Of so course they will. Apparently there's Morse code. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I like, know. if I were the developer of Fallout, though, I'd put all kinds of stuff like that in there just to freak people out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be awesome. I don't know. That's those those little details are what I really like. I don't know. Do you, did you ever play the um, the PT demo? Oh, my had, God. Yes. So it was like, you know how at certain points you would just walk down the hallway and then the radio would turn on and you would just hear like garbled I don't know just like nonsense it's just little details I don't know Whew. I love um, that PT demo which Reg, is just a scary game Reg9 just said apparently I don't know anything about this Reg so please tell us in the chat but it says can you please please talk about the lost evil farm game it's like Harvest Moon but you have to hide your wife's corpse every day <laughs> pardon yeah where is this Lost Evil Farm Game. Like okay, what? On Reddit, the Evil Farming Game on Reddit. Let's see. Yeah, every day does she die? Every day. <laughs> that Evil Farming Game from Know Your Meme. Let's see. The Evil Farming Game is the co- colloquial name given to a video game rumored to exist, which was said to be like popular farming simulators, Harvest Moon and Stardew hmm. Valley, but with a twist. At the beginning of the game, a the twist. player the, a twist. The player character stabs their wife and proceeds uh, and spends the rest of the game going about their lives while hiding the corpse from police. The game was first mentioned on our tip of my joystick in 2016, but interest in the game surged thanks to videos from uh, Nexpo and Wang. The game was first mentioned in that Reddit article and what the person said about it said what sparta 213 on reddit said was um i know almost nothing about this game all i can remember is that it's kind of like harvest moon but with a dark twist the game starts out with you and your wife one night you get into a fight and you end up stabbing her to death oh my now God. the game revolves around you farming to stay alive while trying to keep the town from finding out about the quote-unquote incident that happened every now and then the cops come to check your house and you have to hide her corpse <laughs> I have no recollection of what console this game was for or when it came out. I know that it was released after 2000. I know this is so vague, but it's really hard to remember something you forgot. Also, it had to be before mid to early 2015. Graphics were not 3D. I'm 100% sure it wasn't a browser game. Um, And then it's spread around. I think someone made it. Oh, someone suggested it could have been an RPG maker game. Which would make sense. That's where a lot of those like horror games come from is people making them on RPG Maker. Because that was big around that time. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Yeah, it just seems like the, the, the biggest theory was that it was an RPG maker, but then someone, uh, a user, David Space AMA, uh, wrote, <laughs> there, there was this game I used, I used to have, downloaded in about 2006, before I upgraded my computer and lost it. It was a farming Stardew Valley style of game where you murder your wife and then you try and pretend you never killed her. And that was the whole game. Keep farming and make sure no one finds out you killed her. There was a fishing mini game, and I specifically remember fishing up evidence of your wife's murder and then you pass out. <laughs> what? And then it says, uh, it wasn't pretending to be a kid's game. It was an RPG maker. I got it on the indie dev's website. 
there were screens between each day that showed the date in the game. And one of the characters was an old dude with a white beard, which, okay, great. Nice detail. Wow. I mean, I play that game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure someone's going to make it. Let's see. Um, There's a huge subreddit for it now. What? Yeah. Um, It's just called Evil Farming Game? Yeah, R that evil farming game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because of the videos that came out earlier, by, there was a video by someone named Nexpo, and that increased the interest a lot, tenfold. I don't know. It's like that, that video gained 169,000 views in less than four hours just talking about it. So That's so weird. That is weird. I don't know that I would have any interest in playing that. That just sounds really... That doesn't sound scary. That just sounds incredibly stressful. Yeah, I feel like just moving a body would just be like another farming task. Like, I'm just yes. gonna scoot that somewhere else. <laughs> just, like, gotta I go feed go the pick, chicken. Pick some blueberries. Gotta gotta go mine for a little bit. Pick some blueberries. Feed the chickens. Hide the body behind the silo before the cops come. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, that's that. Um, that's interesting. We didn't <laughs> see that one. No. Um, the riddle asked us, uh, what if some of those games are from another universe, like the Mandala effect? I'm like, mm, that's scary. Yeah. That's a good explanation for Polybius if it was just like some sort of like weird time slip or dimension thing. Yeah. What if, what if, so similar to how when we talked about the whole mushroom thing kind of opening a door. Oh my God. Yes. Like the limitless world, like the another universe. What if there was a way to code a door? Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm really interested in that kind of thing, and I feel like there's there should be movies about it. Yeah, no. Like, we, what if we crack some sort of code? Well, it also reminds me of like in Planescape when like and in, like dimensions and planar doorways are always with with keys, and keys can be anything. It's just that the reaction of bringing a certain thing to a certain place and putting it there is what makes a or saying it is what makes a portal open. Yeah. Which is cool. Disturbing. Jados asked if we'd heard of the Russian game Pathologic or the new remastered sequel Pathologic 2. It's very weird and a little creepy, but had an odd sort of esoteric artistic flair. No. That sounds creepy, though. It does sound creepy. I did not see that one. No, I didn't see that one either. Um, We did the Fallout one. I have, um, of course, the Minecraft one. We all know about that. But I have some really funny things about it. You should talk about it because I didn't know about it before. Oh, I knew about it before because like every little kid was like, I saw Hero Brian in my game and oh my he's going to come get me. <laughs> and that's literally like what it is. Well, the homework is, is that there is a Hero Brian movie made in 2014 in Germany. And I really want to watch it because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Wait. Yeah. So it's a movie about it's a, movie. a Minecraft ghost? Yes. Hang on. It's a movie about a Minecraft ghost. <laughs> oh, um, and it's made in in Minecraft. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this. <laughs> I'm ready to experience this. Huh. Yeah. But anyway, um, I will read you guys. This is the first post about Hero Brine on whatever I think it was on it might have been on 4chan or something. It was on something, one of those sites. I think it was on 4chan. And again, in chat, if you haven't heard about Hero Brian, this is what this is Hero Brian. So Hero Brian is I don't know if you can see him. I'm gonna make this really big while I read the story. You can come there, you can if you see him, he's right there. It's so, like a Minecraft screenshot and there's like a little white block with legs. 
That's the right? chicken. So he's oh, the, that's the, the dude. It's the Steve oh, dude see, with white eyes. Okay, I yeah. see. I see. Like, yeah, I was like, it looks like a chicken with the thing. His face. I don't know weird. what's happening like in the chicken. Crosshair on yeah. it. Yeah. So, so Hero Brian isn't seen as this guy with white with eye, white eyes, and it says so. This is the original the original appearance of Hero Brian. So story time, sort of. I had recently spawned a new world in single-player Minecraft. Everything was normal at first as I began chopping down trees and crafting a workbench. I noticed something move across the dense fog. I have a very slow computer, so I have to play with tiny render distance. I thought it was a cow, so I pursued it, hoping to grab some hides for armor. It wasn't a cow, though. Looking back at me was another character with the default skin, but his eyes were empty. I saw no name pop up, and I double-checked to make sure I wasn't in multiplayer mode. He didn't stay long. He looked at me and quickly ran into the fog. I pursued out of curiosity, but he was gone. I continued on with the game, not sure what to think. As I expanded the world, I saw things that seemed out of place for the random map generator to make. Two by two tunnels in the rocks, small, perfect pyramids made of sand in the ocean, and groves of trees with all their leaves cut and groves of trees with all their leaves cut off. I would constantly think I saw the other player in the deep fog, but I never got a better look at him. I tried increasing my render distance to, to far whenever I thought I saw him, but to no avail. I saved the map and went on forums to see if anyone else had found the pseudo-player. There was none. I created my own topic, telling of the man, and, and asked if anyone had a similar experience. The post was deleted within five minutes. I tried again, and, and the topic was deleted even faster. I received, I received a PM from the username Herobrine containing one word, stop. When I, when I went to look at Hero Brian's profile, the page 404'd. I received an email from another forum user. He claimed the mods can read the forum user messages, so we were safer using email. The emailer claimed that he had seen the mysterious player too, and had a small directory of other users who had seen him as well. Their worlds were littered with obviously man-made features as well, and described their mystery player to have no pupils. About a month passed until I heard from my informant again, some of the people who had encountered the mystery man had looked into the name Herobrine and found that the name was frequently used by a Swedish gamer. After some further information gathering, it was revealed to be the brother of Notch, the game's developer. I personally emailed Notch and asked him if he had a brother. It took him a while, but he emailed me back a very short message. I did, but he is no longer with us. I oh, haven't okay. seen the mystery man since our first encounter and I haven't noticed any changes to the world other than my own. I was able to press print screen when I first saw him, and here's the only evidence I have of his existence. <laughs> find this not scary, but I can see why kids would be scared. Oh, totally, right? Like, kids playing Minecraft for sure would be like, oh, right? sure, Brian. And then you could just put that skin on your Minecraft character and stalk children in the Oh, skin. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. It's great. It's great. And, like, a bunch of people had said, oh, we've looked in the code, we've seen the word in the code, like, we've, like, yeah. But I think it, the truth is, like, we don't actually know. Like, could it have been in the, something in the code? Sure. Could have a developer done something just to mess with people? Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Sounds fun. Scare children. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great story, though. I think that's a great little yeah. story. Whoever wrote that, I'm like, you did a good job, fact or fiction. <laughs> he is no longer with us. <laughs> he is like, no longer you- with us. <laughs> Like, why would anyone feel the need to answer some, yes, my brother is dead. Like, I know. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, and they also say the most rational explanation is that it's simply due to a bug or glitch, but there are also ideas that this is either the ghost of the dead brother, or it was an intentional programming choice made by Notch to honor his dead brother. Uh, well, I don't, mm, why, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why would you choose to honor your brother with? I don't know. I also read an article fight. that was saying right. that the the um the Endermen are based off of Slenderman, which I can uh, see that, and that's horrible and scary. Yeah, that's I hate scary. that. This... I hate the and like Minecraft. Yeah. Even though it's a very simple game, had some of the like scariest scares. Oh yeah, like, I remember I'm, the first time I played it, I did not know this, and I was like, Bleh! yeah, like you're running into those like the the Endermen or whatever, and I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> like they're just terrifying. Well, yeah, and my friend was like, don't look at them, and I was like, pardon, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I know, oh yeah, was, don't look at them. It's like, oh okay, it's sure. I thought I was having a good time tonight, but whatever. Yeah, but also the first time I played Minecraft, I thought that when you like uh an island you had to go all the way down to the ocean's floor oh no that was a thing that i did (laughs) i built my island all the way down oh my Um, god (gasps) bad at minecraft just do my best how did you even do that like i just would like swim as far down as i could because you can like hold your breath oh yeah and i think i was like on like a creator server oh yeah so you can just do whatever that one and it was just like i guess i have to build it all down or this the island (laughs) will sink into the water naturally (laughs) so children can play this game better than me <laughs> that's fine my you were you were hero brian all along i was uh, you played it so brian long was, was the spirit within me right. all this time the the one that there was a te- the text adventure one i want to talk about that oh yeah one. talk about that one i'm excited to hear that it's called apparently called pale luna which uh i'm gonna read about it it's just a text adventure that uh apparently exposed a california murder oh so it says, Pale Luna is an enigmatic text-based adventure game in the vein of Zork and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's also nigh impenetrable. Your mm. quest begins innocently enough. You're in a dark room. Moonlight shines through the window. There's some gold, a shovel, and some rope nearby, along with a door to the east. If this was your typical adventure game, you'd probably have to escape the room using an esoteric combination of gold and shovels. But Pale Luna is hardly typical. Attempting to use the shovels results in not now, while using the rope gives you an ominous, you've already used that. Gradually, players head east into the woods where they endlessly cycle between the four cardinal directions. Your only companion is Pale Luna, whose message repeats, Pale Luna smiles wide. Ugh. Yeah. After a great deal of trial and error, one player managed to solve this maze and received a set of longitude and latitude coordinates for his trouble. But when he traveled to that point, located in Northern California, Pale Luna's sinister intentions were revealed. And uh, I looked up what the sinister intentions were. And he, like, unearthed the body of a, a young girl. Oh, no. That had been missing. So that's the the alleged story of Pale Luna Smiles Wide, which I find kind of creepy. That like, is a really creepy name, too. Yeah. Pale Luna. Are there any pictures like- of it? Um, not that I saw in this article. Let's see if Let's I can see. find it. I just want to see if there's a picture. Ugh! Since it's a text-based game, it probably would just have, like, maybe descriptors or something. Yeah, I, I, someone must have made the game because there's some people playing it and it's just like, yeah, there are no paths. Pale Luna smiles wide. The ground is soft. Pale Luna smiles yeah, wide. Yeah, yeah. Weird. I hate it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, though. Like, as far as uh, scary stories go, that's really interesting. I don't know, Pale Luna. Yeah. Somebody thought of that, and they're like, yes. I'm like, yeah, that's spooky. I'm just going to spend my time thinking about spooky things. Got it. Weird. Yeah, so that's the text-based one I mentioned earlier, and I'm into it. I would like to... I like text-based games. Do you remember Legend of the Green Dragon? That was a really fun Mm -hmm. text-based game that was, like, really big way back when. I remember that, yeah. (laughs) 
Ugh. Oh, the other one we haven't talked about is the Pokemon one. Oh, yes. Lavender Town. <laughs> so what did you find? I feel like there's only one story with that. The um, Lavender Town, the, yeah. The music, the music causing people, causing children to kill themselves. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah. Like, so apparently the original music for Lavender Town, which was already pretty creepy, whatever track was on the original Japanese release apparently caused children to kill themselves. And then they changed it before it was ported to the U.S. is what it alleges. I've never looked up the original track. Have you listened to it? No, I haven't. I haven't listened to it. I, I like, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, I I'm guessing it probably does sounds like a normal Pokemon track, but we can try and listen to it. Oh, yeah, you should see if you could play it. <laughs> These are all, like, just so silly. There's also, <laughs> I also found a graphic of the Godzilla game. Yeah, is that scary? Did you look, did you find the creepy red thing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, there's one for WoW, too. A World of Warcraft one? Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I have a couple, I have a couple other ones. Okay, hold on. Let's see if we can, find, oh, here's the music. Can you guys hear it if I play it? I think you can. I mean, it's just, like, creepy. <laughs> Wizard of Deces, this song do slap, though. This song, yeah, yeah. It I mean, slaps. But it's okay, because only children can understand the f- which- I guess. Make you want to kill yourself, apparently. That's, that's what it alleges. I mean, it's definitely creepy. I'll give you that. I don't know. But, like, it's... Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) None of that! So, yeah, apparently in Japan, not in America, that music caused some sort of... Caused children to go mad. Oh, there's the... This is... I see the Final Fantasy one. Oh, my gosh. Yes, the Final Fantasy one. Which, um, I know there are certain people who don't like Final Fantasy VIII. They are <laughs> incorrect in their opinions. I love Final Fantasy VIII. But there is this uh, alleged urban legend, which to me, it's just an interpretation of the storyline to try and make it make more sense. Which, spoiler alert, it does not make sense. It's Final Fantasy. But halfway, I think it's like not even halfway through the game, you do this mission where you go to kill Idea. And she she's like an evil witch and she shoots the main character squall through the chest and then he wakes up later and they don't ever talk about it again. Fine. And I'm like, I don't know, that's Final Fantasy. But apparently the theory is that he died in that moment and then the rest of the game is like this hallucination he's having right before he dies. Oh no. So that that's the theory. So rather than it being like, you know, a really weird plot where they all have amnesia and knew each other and didn't know it, it was just he was dying. Oh my god. And that's that's the creepy the creepy theory that people have about Final Fantasy. I'm like, no, just let it be weird. Just let it be weird. It's just a weird game that I love. But yeah, they that's that's the the theory that he's actually dying and like because because the rest of it it's like things are really weird they show a lot of earlier scenes throughout the game like people's faces being blacked out and like flashes of stuff and they're just like it's because he was dying the right. whole time and i'm like no it's just it's just final fantasy it's just final fantasy <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird um, so that's the final fantasy 8 one which don't don't come for me i love 8 
yeah, no, that's that's fine. That's just Final Fantasy. But like, it's I mean, it is creepy. But oh my god, the the, the World of Warcraft ones are really good. <laughs> Oh my says, God. Please tell me. Yeah, they're really. It says players of World of Warcraft have reportedly spotted groups of six NPC kids, appropriately referred to as the creepy children, standing around <laughs> at various locations in the town of Goldshire and Elwyn Forest. It's unsettling enough that these kids always pop up at different places and seem to be standing in the shape of a pentagram. <laughs> Wait, yet some of children. I don't, yet That's some. A lot. I know. Yet some have even claimed to have heard ominous noises like screams, growls, and crying while standing in the middle of this formation. Is it merely an Easter egg, a cheekery reference to the Diablo franchise, or something more sinister? There's a picture. Hold on. <laughs> Here they. Oops, I moved our background. Okay, now it's back. Anyway, there's the creepy children. Okay, so what am I looking at here? So there's the so kids in a pentagram. They're standing in a circle. The <laughs> Spooky kids! I guess, I guess it's a pentagram. It's like, what, one, two, three, four, five children standing in a rough, roughly pentagram shape. But it also could be a circle. And there's one in the middle. That's amazing. I have another World of Warcraft one. So this apparently is a dungeon you can't get to, which like there's quite a few things in World of Warcraft like that. But it says, so the the game originally contained a spooky subterranean dungeon named the Karazhan Crypt. The entrance to the area were apparently all boarded off, but at least one YouTuber by the name of Carl Patchett actually managed to implement a series of exploits to glitch right through the ground and drop in. Um, the area was oh. abandoned and scrapped supposedly because it was too dark for the game. Where this takes on a more of an urban legend status is the background and themes in question behind this dungeon, which suddenly makes the area seem far more sinister. Apparently people have reported seeing massive piles of bones deep within these crypts and even hanging bodies. Why is that too sinister for World of Warcraft? I don't know. That seems like pretty on par with most of World of Warcraft. Like, I don't... I'm thinking of the dungeons that I've been in, and I'm like, no, that seems... I mean, that's fine. That seems... Like World of Warcraft. I don't yeah. know. Um, Femme of Center said the creepiest thing about all this is that these were the only kids on the game in the game for a while. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that is pretty creepy, actually. Yeah, well, that's fun. I feel like there should be way more, way more of like World of Warcraft stuff. There's also that virus that spread around in World of Warcraft. That was really oh, interesting. What was that? It was just I... a virus that spread in the game, like for real, because what happened yeah. is there was a raid, and I can't even remember what raid it was, but the raid boss... If you left at a certain time, you would be infected with this raid boss's like instant death curse thing. Yes. And you would oh could infect people around you when you died. And so people would do it, that and then just kill the whole city of people. And then everyone would just be dead. Yes. I remember that. What was I, that called? I don't remember what it was called, but yeah. And the CDC studied it. They actually like studied the. Oh, it was the, the corrupted oh, blood plague. That's blood. it. Yeah, the corrupted blood incident mm -hmm. is a virtual pandemic. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that oh was cool. Oh my gosh, I thought that was cool. That was cool. I remember that. Oh my gosh, I miss World of Warcraft. I know. Me too. Another thing they said here that was creepy is that Glados resembles a hanging body upside down, which is very clear that she does, and it's also very scary. Mm. Though I've never seen this angle here. I'll show you guys. This is. Oh, from Portal. From Portal, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like that's the whole point, is she's definitely, like, a person that's, like, kind of, like, hanging down from yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, you can see, like, that she's, like, clearly someone who looks like they're bound and hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, like, tied up. Anyway, like, I cried when legs. I played Portal 2, because I was so scared. So <laughs> oh, no! Because <laughs> I, I don't remember... like robots. I don't like AI. 
Yeah, and that's very, I mean, then that must have been very scary because, yeah, I remember playing the second one. I played it with a friend, so it wasn't very scary because yeah, we so were just scary. like goofing off. But yeah, that portal is pretty scary yeah. when you think about it. Oh, yeah. The seeing, I've done the, the VR one with GLaDOS. I was like, I can't do this. I'm sorry. It's like way too scary. What is that? Like, what There's is that? There's a VR portal thing that you can play and like, it's like a little like testing room that you get to like do some puzzles and then at the end, like GLaDOS just busts through and just freaks you the hell out. Ah, it's horrible anyway that's horrible <laughs> yeah portal's so scary to me uh that was the wow ones and then I, there was one last one i had oh yeah this one's really great <laughs> hold on apparently in um gta san andreas uh there's bigfoot so <laughs> the developers put bigfoot into gta san andreas and um you can actually see him but the developer said, hold on, I'll read it to you. They oh said, they said, Terry Donovan, the co-founder of Rockstar Games, was quoted saying in this game, there is no Bigfoot, just like real life, but there is something in the woods. <laughs> so it's just like a screenshot of Big Bigfoot. Yeah, but yeah. it says, while any visual proof of this creature can almost entire certainly be attained and attributed to modders to having a big of fun, there have, in fact, been reports of virtual Bigfoot sightings from some gamers wandering the forest of the San Andreas countryside at night. He's usually only seen from a distance and flees when a player scrambles to get to get a closer look. This makes verification difficult, which only adds the mysterious qualities of the legend. I love when they put cryptids. I know in, the in games. games it's so good because they did that in Fallout. They did that in Red Dead because I remember. Gosh, I feel like I remember people talking about finding different things in Red yeah. Dead Redemption. There I was a chupacabra, this. yeah, yeah, and they had. Well, in the new Fallout, they had all that stuff because it was set in West Virginia. So I think they had Mothman. And they had Sheep Squatch. And I was like, yes, my boy. Sheep Squatch. Nobody talks about oh, Sheep Squatch, but now they know. Thank and Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. So many all Squatches. squatches. They're, the, they're the good Squatch boys. So many Squatches. Um, but yeah, there's it's like a lot of these same urban legends have the same sort of thing. Like cursed Sonic game, like cursed, all kinds of cursed things. I don't know. I feel like if... I knew that a video game was cursed. Yeah. I would just not touch it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, don't I'd I touch would. it. I'd play it. Like, whatever. Like, what's the video game You would do? play it if you're going to get... Yeah, what's the video game going to do? Ass cursed. It's not going to curse you. You'll be fine. <laughs> you're going to test that. Yeah, whatever. I'd test it. Mm. I'd test it. I'd be fine. I'd do it. Okay. I'm going to look on eBay and see if it's, like, haunted NES. Haunted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or, like, the haunted dolls. Like, yeah, but just can't Nintendo you buy game. haunted dolls on eBay? Have we talked about this? Yes, you can. But I'm looking to see if there's a haunted video game. Hold on, haunted dolls. Like you can you can buy legitimately haunted things on eBay. They say that you're guaranteed for things to have a haunted experience. <laughs> have a haunted. Oh my god! I'm gonna have to do more research on this because there's lots of NES games called Haunted or Ghost and Goblins and stuff. So I'm just getting legitimate games, but I want one that is haunted, cursed, cursed. Yeah. Well, oh that's just Castlevania three, so that's not going to work for me. I will find a cursed slash haunted game. Oh my god! This person, this person put the like ghost reader next to the doll, and it's like going off. It's amazing. Haunted doll Gosh. Jackie. Yes, because remember, I was going to order you. I was going to order you a dip to your house. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Just a, a haunted, cursed box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Divot box. Yeah. Oh my god. 
How much One- to- Femme of Center says, how much to curse a real game? Yeah, can I pay someone to curse a game, please? Isn't it Dibbit? Dibbit Box? Dibbit. Dibbit Box. Dibbit Box, yeah. I think it's D-Y-B. eBay, yeah, because they put them on eBay. <laughs> yeah, it's on eBay. <laughs> oh, man. Dibbit bo- okay, if you search for Dibbit Box on eBay, the first thing that comes up is Dibbit Box, need gone ASAP, please help. Please help! Don't open the box for entertainment only. Here's the story of this box. I got it from a guy who cleans out condemned houses. He said that he often keeps things that he finds. The neighbor lady told him this story. The box contains the essence of a succubus named Lilsha. To either give the box away or destroy it would be very bad. The box has different effects on people. For my friend, it started out nice. A consoling whisper, a run of good luck, and then after time, the feeling of dread along with an almost undeniable urge to open the box. So he buried it in the ground in his backyard. This seemed to help, but the time came for him to move, so he dug it up, and here it is as a chance to add to your collection. Don't open the box (laughs) for entertainment only. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's a real story about the different box that, that, like, had to do with, like, a family and, like, a bunch, just a bunch of stuff about it. Yeah, there's a true story. True. True. Yeah. I believe this Dibbic Box story. Uh, need gone ASAP, please help. Oh my god. Dibbic- Here's a YouTube channel. Our Dibbic Box, Dibbic Box is real. We bought three and opened them. No! <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. What do they know? Oh my gosh. There's two Dibbic Boxes on eBay right now at this very moment. Is and there? The other one is, yeah, the other one is Dibbic Box. No doubt this is scary. <laughs> Uh, so in 2015, me and my younger cousin snuck into the old Mabton High School here in Washington State. Oh, my no. sister lived down the road from it, and we explored. Then the next weekend was the 4th of July. Oh, no. The, his brother came down, and me and him snuck into the Mattoon High School, and all the, in the middle, the upstairs floor hallway, this box was. And I know for a fact it wasn't there before, so I picked it up and looked at it. It was odd to me, so I took it with me later that night. It's a big run on Zen. <laughs> My cousin was looking it up, but I could have, it could have been why would have all this wax on it. And he found Dibbit boxes on YouTube. Oh, okay. It kind of freaked me out. So I put it out in the garage. But recently I was telling his brother about it, the one that I was there the week prior with. So I went out to the garage to get this box. And to me and his brother confirmed the wax on it is much, much, much more red. And it was before. And it's literally sat on the shelf in the garage since. But now I have to bring it into the house. There's been weird noises at night. I hear doors opening, lights being left on. I don't want nothing to do with this. I don't want to open it. I'm not sure what's in it. It feels really light. Like it's nothing, but I don't dare open this thing. I just want odd noises and creepy feelings to leave. There is no doubt in my mind, haunted. I took a RF transmitter next to it and it maxes itself out anywhere near it. Please be careful. <laughs> you buy it on eBay for $100. Oh my God. Woo. That was a big run on sentence. It sure hard. was. <laughs> the no punctu- punctuation does is a bit scary yeah it was a lot to read oh my gosh <laughs> yes yes this one does seem fake false <laughs> false we fiction we made our writers made this one up but yes the, yeah, re- and- the story of the real divot box is very scary Ooh, this is kind of like a game so it's, it's a box we open it what's gonna be inside a divic <laughs> who knows <laughs> who knows our writers got you yeah, $100 seems pretty steep for that. The only other games that, like, I was thinking of bringing up were, like, what the things that we did as kids, like, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, yeah. That is a game, and, isn't it, technically? Yeah. And Bloody Mary is technically a game. And I guess Candyman. I just watched that movie for the first time the other day. 
And there's one called The Midnight Game. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No, I, I had never heard of it. Is that like, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> kind of. I found a flyer. I printed off a flyer. Sorry, um, I'm going to hold it up to the camera because there's a stupid pop-up in the middle of it. But it's got like a creepy man in a cloak on it. Oh. And it says, the midnight game. Warning, play this game at your own risk. Do not turn on any lights during the midnight game. Do not use a flashlight during the midnight game. Do not go to sleep during the midnight game. Do not use another person's blood on your name. Do not use a lighter to substitute for a candle. It will not work. Definitely do not attempt to provoke the Midnight Man in any way. Midnight Man. The Midnight Man. So it says the Midnight Game is the most haunting, most terrifying game out there that a person can play with their friends. Many believe this game is to be an old pagan ritual that was used as a punishment to those who disobeyed the religion. People claim while playing this game, they have experienced hallucinations and are left with mental scars. Oh, People no. also say that if the Midnight Man catches you, then he will either send you into a nightmare dimension or will rip your internal organs out. Oh, no. So the only thing I'm a little uh, fuzzy on is like, how do you play this game? Because it was just like, these are the things that could happen to you. And I'm like, but what do you do? Okay, so let's see. I'm going to tell you how to play the Midnight Game. Prerequisites. Must be exactly 12 a.m. when you well, begin performing the ritual. We can pretend. We can't do it tonight because 12 a.m. is like 1 a.m. So that's not going to work. Yeah. I wonder how that works on daylight savings time, which is a dumb thing. <laughs> Stupid. I hate it. You will need a candle, a piece of paper, a writing implement, matches, or a lighter, except this flyer says no lighter. Salt, a wooden door, and at least one drop of your own blood. What the? You're what? Yeah. Yeah. If you're playing with multiple people... They will need their own of the aforementioned materials, and they will have to perform the steps below accordingly. Okay. So step, step one, write your full name, first, middle, and last, on the piece of paper. Put at least one drop of blood on the paper. Allow it to soak into the paper. Step two, turn off all the lights in the place you are doing this. Go to your wooden door and place the paper with your name on it in front of the door. Now take out the candle and light it. Place it on top of the paper. Step three, knock on the door 22 times. That's, that's really a lot. The hour must be 12 a.m. upon the final knock. Then open the door, blow out the candle, and close the door. You have just allowed the midnight man to enter your house. <laughs> Step four, oh, immediately no. relight your candle. This is where the game begins. You must now lurk around your now completely dark house with no. the light candle in your hand. Your goal is to avoid the midnight man at all until 3.33 a.m. Oh, my God. Should your candle ever go out? That means the Midnight Man is near you. Ah! You must relight your candle in the next 10 seconds. Ah! If you are not successful in doing this, you must then immediately surround yourself with a circle of salt. If you are unsuccessful in both of your actions, the Midnight Man will create hallucination of your greatest fear and rip out your organs one by one. No! You will, you will feel it, but you will be unable to react. If you are successful in creating the circle of salt, you must remain in there until 3.33 a.m. If you are successful in relighting your candle, you may proceed with the game. You must continue till 3.33 a.m. Without being attacked by the Midnight Man or being trapped inside the circle of salt to win the Midnight Game, the Midnight Man will leave your house at 3.33 a.m. and you will be safe to proceed with your morning. Indications that you are near the Midnight Man will have a sudden drop in temperature, seeing a pure black humanoid figure through the darkness, <laughs> no. and hearing very soft whispering coming no. from an indiscernible source. If you experience any of these, it is advised that you leave the area to avoid the Midnight Man. That's, that's just like a demon. Yeah. No, we're not doing it, Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> False. Do not attempt. We're not doing this. That's so scary. That's just like letting a demon into your house. Right? Right? I, also, like, like, I know it would just freak me out 
Like, it would just freak me out. But I don't want to get that freaked out. <laughs> I would cheat and I would just immediately would, yeah, surround know. myself by the circle. I'd cheat and, be like, and I don't just care. be like I on lose. my phone and just be like, no, nah, I'm on my phone <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. I don't want to. I don't want to. I guess I lose. What if I eat salt? Does that count? Yeah, if I just, if I just become salt, am I safe? Just douse yourself in it. You yeah, become the salt That is really circle. scary, though. It sounds like something fun you could do, like, at summer camp just to scare people. Oh, really my gosh. Bad. That would be so scary. <laughs> right? I, I, looked up, I have a couple more, like, real-life games if you want to talk about a few more of them. Yeah, I that's like interesting. very scary. Another one I had never, ever heard of was the elevator game. Ooh. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. But it is an, a ritual that will bring you need an elevator? A, yeah, I think you do. You need Whoa. Yes, you need an elevator. <laughs> There's three things you need. One Whoa. is an elevator. The elevator game is a ritual that will bring you to another world. This game originated in Japan and South Korea, which I'm like, those are two totally different places, but sure. Okay. <laughs> this um, might be racist. We're just going to move on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, you will need at least one person, but can be played with more. So you need at least yourself. Okay. A public building with at least 10 floors and an elevator. All so right. to start the game, the player, player, player or players need to enter the elevator. Press the fourth floor. Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. So each of the steps says this. So don't proceed if someone enters it or if anyone leaves. Okay. So you have to start over. So you press. So step one is press the fourth floor. Step two, press the second floor. Okay. Step three, press the sixth floor. You've now annoyed everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Step four, back to the second floor. Step five, press the 10th floor. Step six, six, press the fifth floor. And then step seven, if a woman enters the elevator at the fifth floor, do not look at her. Do not speak and Ugh. don't talk to her. That woman is not a human. Oh, if no. You do, she will decide to keep you for her own. Oh, no. Step eight, press the first floor. Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. The elevator will either ascend or descend. If the elevator reaches the first floor, leave and do not look <gasps> back. Step nine, if the elevator reaches the 10th floor, leave and do not respond to the woman if she asks, where are you going? Or what's wrong? Her voice will be high when she asks that. Oh, no. This is like an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. So apparently then you will end up in another world. What? This is, yes. It says, one, if you're alone, you are in the other world. Ah! Electronics will not work in the other world. The other world is identical to our world, but the two differences you will see are all the lights will be off and the only thing you will be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. So to return to our world, you must go to the same elevator and press the same buttons only if you leave the 10th floor. So that'd be 4, 2, 6, 2, 10, 15. And when you reach the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. The elevator will again begin to ascend to the 10th floor. Press any other floors button to cancel the ascension. You must press the button you use to cancel the ascension before you reach the 10th floor. This is really complicated. I would like to be there with like... That's why it's like so scary book. though. It sounds like like a Welcome to Night Vale like episode or something. It's so scary. Like, yeah, you would definitely mess this up. Oh yeah, After, you'd like 100% I'd be like, what number are we on? Oh no, we're all what? dead. 22? <laughs> we're um, all dead. We're all dead now. After you reach the first floor... Check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not exit the elevator. If you detect something wrong, repeat step two until your surroundings look as they should. Once you are confident you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. Yeah. No. So. Nope. 
it's yeah, there's like tips. There's also some extra tips that says you must not in any case attempt this too many times. This makes you susceptible <laughs> to accidental slipping through worlds. Ah! Accidental slippage? That's not good yeah. in any form. <laughs> that's so scary, though. I don't know. I feel like that's really cool, though, because if I was a kid, I would 100% do that. Oh I'd my be gosh. like, whoa, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I'm going to go to another dimension through an elevator. Like, that's super awesome. Because it's like, um, it's like Planescape. Again, it's like a portal. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're using this this specific sequence of numbers and events to open a portal into another dimension. Yeah, it's like a planar key. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a portal key, which is super cool. Like I'd be down I'm down to do that if that were I'm down to do the elevator game. Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to make anyone mad though. So maybe not. <laughs> you maybe. Can, just don't look and or talk to the lady. Oh, that's right. Don't yeah. Talk to her. Oh, oh my gosh. That's awesome. So that's that's a a scary one. <laughs> um There's so many of them. Rainbow Treeson said, I feel like this game sends in at least a dozen con goers to an alternate dimension by mistake every year. Probably. <laughs> Especially those ones in like Texas where they have like just giant elevators. I have another I have another good one that I feel like is scary. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Um this is called One Man Hide and is a it's a ritual for contacting the dead. Whoa. <clears throat> the spirits, which are wandering restless on the earth, are always looking bodies to possess in this ritual you will summon such a spirit by offering it a doll instead of a human body i thought you were gonna say a dollar and i was like damn a dollar? cheap <laughs> cheap warning 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 if you have psychic abilities you may feel unwell or be prone to accidents during the ritual so don't do it if you have psychic abilities all right noted noted um you'll need one stuffed doll and it must have limbs um you need rice to stuff the doll with okay a needle and crimson thread, uh, a pair of nail clippers, one sharp edged tool such as a knife, glass shard, or scissors. Oh. <laughs> don't use a shard of glass. Oh my gosh. One cup of salt water, a bathroom with a bathtub and some form of counter, and a hiding place, preferably a room purified by incense. Okay. There, there must be a TV in there. So Wait, there has a to be a TV in the room. Yes. Okay. Says, there must be a TV in there. <laughs> All right. So, preparation. Take out whatever the doll is stuffed with. Once all of its stuffing is removed, restuff it with rice. Clip off a few pieces of your nails and put them inside the doll. Sew up the opening with the crimson thread. When you finish sewing, tie up the doll with the rest of the thread. Go to the bathroom and fill your bathtub with water. Return to your hiding place and put the cup of salt water on the ground. And it says how to do it. Step one, give your give a name to your doll. The name can be any but your own. Ugh. Step two, when the time is 3 a.m., say, insert name here, is the first it and the doll three times, to the doll three times. So you say, like, if you name the doll Greg, you'll be like, Greg is the, is the first it. And you say it three times. Step three, go to the bathroom and put the doll into the water-filled bathtub. Step four, turn off all of the lights in your house, go back to the hiding place and switch on the TV. Step five, after counting to 10 with your eyes closed, return to the bathroom with the edged tool in your hand. Step six, go to the bathtub and say to the doll, I have found you, Greg, or whatever the name <laughs> is. And then stab the doll with the edged tool. Greg. Greg. Step seven, say, you are the next it, Greg, or whatever name. As you take the doll out of the bathtub and leave it on the counter in the bathroom. As soon as, uh, Step eight, as soon as you have put the doll down, run back to the hiding place and hide. So, what? 
Yeah, so what? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, like, understand this. So you take the doll. Okay. And do all that stuff to it. And yeah. And you go and put it in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And then you turn all the lights off and you go back to your hiding place and turn the TV on. Okay. And then you count to ten and then you go back to the bathroom and stab the doll. And then you go back to your hiding place again. So that's how you do it. And then to finish, it says, step one, pour half of the cup of salt water into your mouth. Do not Ew. drink it. Don't drink it. Just keep it there. Okay. And step two, get out of your hiding place and start looking for the doll. The doll is not necessarily in the bathroom. Whatever happens, do not spit out the salt water. These are like some like spells. These are like kind yeah. of like like and like weird like intense spells with dolls. Like yeah, it's a rich. It's like a it's ritual. like a ritual. Yeah. Um, step three: when you find the doll, pour the rest of the salt water in the cup over it. Then spit out the salt water in your mouth onto it as well. Step four: say "I win" three times. This is supposed to end the ritual. After this, make sure you dry the doll, burn, and discard it later. Most important, please do not stop this ritual halfway. You must do it through to the end. This is a dangerous ritual, and I will not be responsible for what happens to you if you try. I'm confused. Yeah. Like, so, but you don't really do anything. You're just playing hide and seek with a doll. Right. Mm, that sounds like a lame game. I could play hide and seek, seek with real people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All of, all of this is, is interesting, though, because it's like all these weird rituals to protect you from what? Ghosts? The unknown? Like, but then also, like, inviting them into your house? Like, yeah. It sounds like f- inviting ghosts and demons into your home, and I'm not here for it. No, that's But I will safe. order a Dybbuk box to your house. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I will bury it under my tree. Bury it. But then you'll start. Doors will open and close. Maybe. Whispers. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll they maybe they'll do it for me while I like need to like open a door. I'll be like, oh, thanks, door. <laughs> just oh, don't. yeah, that's that would be nice. Like if you're trying to carry something heavy, and yeah, it's like just a friendly divot box. Divot box. Yeah, just opens a door for you. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's just a nice divot. Exactly. Yeah, there were some other ones like very similar things. I feel like the closet game was similar to the elevator game. Mm. Um. Oh, except they blatantly say you're summoning a demon. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, it was like you go into the closet um, <laughs> with all the lights out and in the darkness and you're hol- you hold an unlit mat and say, show me the light or leave me in the darkness. And if Whoa. you hear someone whispering in your ear, you have to light the match immediately. But if you fail to do so, it is said the demon will drag you into a deep, dark abyss that you cannot escape from. Take me, I suppose. <laughs> Closet game. This does not sound like a game to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm old and jaded, but I don't oh, think summoning fun. demons is fun. I would have done that as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Come for me, demons. Yeah, I, I, I told the story about that that one like house that I visited as a kid that had like the secret staircase. Like, did I tell that story? And like the the mask on the wall with like eye holes that you could watch people in the house and like skull candles everywhere. <laughs> Didn't I tell that story? What? Probably, but I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <You> tell me. <laughs> no, I was. I lived in Lake Arrowhead as a kid, and like Lake Arrowhead's weird. It's like in the middle of nowhere in the mountains in Southern California. And like for a while, I lived there, and I had a friend. And I remember her name. Her name was Alexis. I remember her whole name. Her name was her name was like Alexis Anderson, I think. I tried to find her. I've never been able to find her again. I was really young. I was only like eight. Yeah, I was really, really young. And in Lake Arrowhead in the mountains, like her mom and I guess like I think that her dad was separated, but her mom had a house. And um, 
I went there as a kid to hang out with Alexis a lot. And so we went into the house and the house, I thought the house was rad. The house had a secret bookcase. Like you could open the bookcase and go upstairs. And then on the wall towards their kitchen was a hole cut in the wall with a mask. So you could literally watch someone in the kitchen from like looking through the wall in this mask. (laughs) And I was like, that's neat. And then I went upstairs and like the memories are a little fuzzy about what upstairs was, but there was candle those skull candles that look like there's blood coming out of the eyes like you know which one i'm talking about like yeah. you burn them and it looks like they're dripping blood and i remember that and i was like damn that's weird i mean i was a kid so like i don't know and i remember there was another ladder up to like another secret place and there's a lo- like a lot of books i just remember a lot of books and i remember her her mom saying like not to go up there because it was their like her like dad's study or something like that but i never saw her dad and I never saw like any of the other people. And then one time we were like playing in her backyard and um, we like were just like wandering through the trees because it's in the middle of the forest. And there was a dead dog, like over, like her, like a dead, like rotting corpse of a dog. Just like, and I was like five, six, I was like six. And I was like, that's a dead dog. And like, there was a, a board covering it. And she was like, yes, you have to walk over the dead dog. That was our dog. And like, I remember walking across the board. <laughs> And there was this dead, I just remember looking down at this corpse of a dog. Anyway, that was one of my childhood stories. <laughs> are we sure that this person was... I don't know what we- happened to her. Name was Alexis. I don't know. She gave me a little as pet shop bird once. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, they'll move on like little, like, they flappy flap on little wing. I remember that. I was this <laughs> a, maybe, maybe this was a, a supernatural experience for you. <laughs> I don't know. I have questions. I don't know, but concerns. why was there a hole in the wall where the mask? I remember looking up at the mask and seeing the hole. Why was there a dead hole. dog that you walked? I don't know. And they're just like, it's oh, I remember also. Dog. I remember also when we went upstairs to like the super secret place. She was like, "This is like the magic powder. Like you can eat it." And like she had me like eat some. Like the kid had me like lick some. I think it was just sand. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like. Yeah, I'll find I remember all this, and I was like, "That's weird." And, like, I came home just like, whatever. Maybe it was ashes. That would have been cool. Ah! Yeah, what if this was, like, a dead person? I don't know. I mean, like, there are a lot of candles, skulls, and books. And, like, I remember that we weren't supposed to be up there. But we went oh up there. Oh, my gosh. And then you licked something. Yeah. <laughs> I think her mom yeah. was, like, a drug addict. I don't know. I remember her mom, like, pulling out something, like, from, like, their laundry basket. And, like, br- like breathing into it or something um i don't know oh man just the shit i remember i don't know it was yeah it was weird it was really oh. weird i don't know that was coke okay maybe she was doing coke i don't what i what i was told oh yeah what i was told is that it was some sort of magic powder and as a kid i tasted it, and it was sand i don't know why she had me taste the sand but we were both children i mean i was six I can't. This is too much. I distinctly remember the bleeding skull candles. Yeah, I would remember that, too. I would be like... "Mm." It was like a normal house, too. It was like a normal-ass house, and you went in, and like... And I'm pretty sure, like, I probably told my parents this stuff, and they were like, all right, go have fun. (laughs) Like, they didn't care. My dad was high all the time anyway, so he was probably like, whoa, did they surf? And I was like, no. I was like, no, they did not surf. And he was like, all right, have fun. (laughs) Well, you know, next time, maybe surf a little. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's that did happen. That's a fact. This happened to me. A similar event did a occur. A similar and southern event did occur in Southern California in the 90s. In the 90s. Mm-hmm. 
Fact. Fact. Anyway, there was one of Holly's stories. I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. I have more. Sometimes I'll just like bust these out. Oh yeah, you need to save them. We need to spread out. <laughs> yeah, this gold. I have some other ones about how I found a house that I think had toxic waste in it. Because <laughs> it was <laughs> what is wrong with California <laughs> as a whole? <sighs> I just I feel like I just have stories where I don't know. In college, I went to a lot of abandoned buildings because I was dumb and did a lot of dangerous things and then I did that like, as a was- kid though. See like I did that when I was really young cuz my dad would take me and then in college I was like, "Uh-oh, I need to start preserving my safety." <laughs> Gosh. I feel like around here I like your abandoned of- stories. Your abandoned building stories though, they're good. Yeah, I feel like I think about the one where I went on the catwalks underneath the bridge that connects Memphis and Arkansas a lot because let me tell you you, I would have died. Oh, yeah. Like, to fall into the Mississippi River, instant death. But I was just like, tee <laughs> under the bridge. It's three in the morning. I haven't slept in 48. Go. So, you know, don't do that. Yeah, that was, that was your version of, like, me spray painting in a closed room. Yeah, I spray painted in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, as well. I remember there were, I, like, made a bunch of stencils, including the horde symbol from World of Warcraft and the name Gorb. <laughs> The name Gorbelly, which was a character in World of Warcraft. And oh my I god. Tag those around Memphis. That's amazing. So, if you see that, that was me. I did go to an abandoned uh veterans hospital, which did have like a That was spooky. In the that basement. story was super spooky. Yeah, so I did that and an abandoned brewery, an abandoned bank, which was like I feel like twenty to thirty floors tall. And we went to like a bunch of the different around and it was like an old abandoned bank. So Safety. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do those do things. This. Don't invite in the midnight man or whatever. <laughs> it's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. Well, do we have any stories this week? We do. We do. Sweet. Okay. Other than mine from my time in Lake Arrowhead. Oh my God, it's so good. Okay, I will start <laughs> since you just since you just shared okay. your story. I'll start. <laughs> All right, let me put on uh, story time. All right, ready? Story time. Okay. Story time. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to make sure that this one, if it distinguishes a fact or fiction, and this might not. So we may have to determine for ourselves, people. All right. So I live very far out in the Pacific on some island that's pretty superstitious in a lot of ways. It didn't help that in a third world country, unverified info spread all the time, especially dumb beliefs that involved a lot of luck and a lot of weird traditions that somehow people still do, even if we know they're all just poopy lies. I can safely say I'm not like that. I don't think ghosts or monsters are real, and most of the time, I just read a lot of supernatural or spooky stories to amuse myself. Since, well, you know, but man, hopping across my relatives' homes around the country really made me start to question myself. It all started around this time last year. I went over to a different city, a plane ride away from my hometown, and stayed over at my uncle's house. We used to live there before, so it was about as old as me or just a little bit old. I'm a 20-something-year-old person, mind you. And over time, renovations just keep being done to parts of it. My old house is still there, though, and so are some of my old things. While I was there, I heard from my aunt about how apparently one time, when they had work friends stay to have fun and hang out, 
they kept saying they have spooky encounters, especially in the shower, when they would hear someone in there and the water running, but there would be no one using the bathroom. That only happened when they were around. I passed it off as a coincidence. A month after that, I was back in my hometown and had a couple of friends over to drink. Whenever I would accompany some of my friends to the bathroom, I had to take them to the back since that was where our public bathroom was. They would always tell me they felt something as soon as they stepped into the darkness oh, no. and that the aura is dark and frightening. Still, I've lived in that house for more than seven years at this point. I was used to it and I never had anything spooky happen to me. It was just when I had friends over at this almost 50-year-old house that they would be scared of it. Sometimes they even tell me they always see moving figures if we were in, inside the house and there would be shadows in the windows or doors. I asked my grandma about it. She told me that her friends would say the same things. My aunt would also hear from her workmates that they always think they see something moving around outside. A running theory in our family is that our house outside of the bloodline entering and sleeping in the house. So far, I think the theory holds up. No. So we don't so, know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know if that's fact or fiction. <laughs> but what do you think? I mean, it sounds it sounds like a haunting, like for sure. Yeah, like maybe like a relative yeah. haunting would make sense in that that case. Yeah, I think so, for sure. I think I think it's I think it's fact because they didn't state otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was intended to be fact. Yeah, I'm gonna say a similar event did occur. A similar event did occur. Just because I feel like, again, I feel like it's just something that it sounds like a typical sort of haunting. It sounds like a kind of situation that would that would happen, especially with the other relatives co- like corroborating it. Mm-hmm. And like that's just always like so important. Strangers, like so many different people, experiencing yeah. it. Yeah, it seems like people are pretty divided in the chat, though. Fact, half fact, half fiction. I think it's true. I think because it just seems so like innocuous, like it's right. not something that seems unbelievable. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, it's just a presence. It's mm-hmm. just a presence in some stuff that they're seeing. So I think it's fact. I vote fact. Fact. Um, all right, I see you sent me a story, so let's start with our next story. Remember, yes. you can send stories to SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com. They can be fact or fiction. Please say so. Please tell us which. If you don't, <laughs> yeah. then we're never going to know, so we can't tell you. But it's all, but, you know, if you want to be mysterious, like, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All right, story time. Ahem. A man named Thomas Chase was said to have been much disliked. His ill temper and violent behavior was a blight upon his family, and when his daughter died, it was rumored she had starved herself to death in despair at her father's cruelty. Being of some modest amount of wealth, her coffin was interred at their family vault. Only a few weeks later, Thomas himself died. When the services were observed and his coffin ready to join with his daughters, a horrifying scene met the gaze of the mourners. Within the vault, a chaos of coffins thrown about the space, the daughters in particular heaved up against the back wall. At first, the surviving family supposed that they had been a victim of tomb robbers, but strangely, nothing had appeared to be missing. And more strangely, anybody, anybody attempting to enter the tomb, first of all, would need to hack away the cement used on the marble slab placed over the entrance, though it remained untouched. Over the years, the vault was reopened twice more to receive the coffins of other family members, but each time encountering the same des- desecrated scene. Caskets tossed about as though they weighed nothing, even though Thomas's own coffin alone was said to 
weighed 240 pounds. Each time, the marble slab protecting the entrance appeared to have been remained sealed. In an effort to determine the true nature of what had transpired, the governor himself sent men to inve- investigate the vault for signs of a break-in. When they turned up no evidence, they sprinkled sand across the floor, knowing should it be disturbed when the next tomb was opened, it would lay to rest the mystery. The next time the tomb was opened, it was even worse. Some caskets were opened, some were returned completely, a few piled upon each other, and some even leaned precariously against the walls. The sand on the floor was as smooth as ever. <laughs> That's so scary. Ugh, I hate it. That's scary. Yeah. Um, I remember the story I told about my dad's the footprint my dad saw? Yes. It's kind of I don't know, it gives me that vibe. Yeah. So what do you all think? Is it fact or fiction? Ooh. A lot of a lot of fact. Oh, this person says it's true. It's a famous mystery in Haiti or the Bahamas, I believe. Well, what do you think? I think it's, I mean, I think it's fact. I can, also, it says it right here. <laughs> fact. Fact. <laughs> because it says, yes. says some details if you want. This happened in Barbados in the early 1800s, and the coffins were actually ordered to be buried after this to prevent any more occurrences. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, so this is true. Oh, so scary. This is fact. They're just eating snacks. I thought I heard the chickens, but they're just eating snacks. <laughs> <laughs> they're out eating snacks. So cute. Um, yeah, fact. That's really spooky. I hate it. Yeah. This, uh, I, I, I would like to look further into this story because I am scared. I am a frightened. Yeah, that's a scary story. Sounds like they just moved around and none of the sand was even touched. Like, what's up with that? No, thank you. Mm-mm. I would rather not. Mm-mm. I would rather not. Um, do we have any more or should we save those for next time? We do have more, but we could save them for next time since we're almost... Up. If we want to save a couple for next time. Yeah, we can save some for next time. We could save some. We had we had enough spookiness for today, including the, the coronavirus conspiracy theories, the video games. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Wash I feel hands. like we had a lot of stories, yeah. a lot of these things. Yeah, Geraldo said one of the theories for those coffins was earthquakes, but then how was the sand undisturbed? And how were they thrown on the side? Like, that's... Yeah, maybe, like, the earthquake would shake the sand back level. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Ghosts. Super creepy. Ghosts. Fact. 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 I agree. Well, thanks, everyone, for watching Spooky Saturday. You can uh, find the podcast now at SpookySaturday.com. Yes. Amazing website that Caleb put together for you to find the super awesome podcast. Um, If you want to listen to previous episodes while you're cleaning your house or driving. (laughs) Yeah. And All it's currently on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. It's being approved for podcasts. It's being approved for Stitcher slash maybe approved. And I think that's probably all I'm going to do. I don't know. That's, yeah, that that's sounds options good. for you. That's <laughs> enough. You can find it. Um, and we appreciate you all listening to to it. We also have a coffee for um, Spooky Saturday. So if you want to get us a coffee, it goes to editing costs and hosting costs for everything. And uh, yeah, we're just doing this because we love it and it's super fun. And we appreciate you all for watching and just being here. And that's great. And yeah, let's all wait for Animal Crossing together. (laughs) (laughs) And make sure to wash your hands. Stay healthy. Don't listen to rumors and take care of yourselves. (laughs) Please. And we will see you next week. All right. Goodbye, Spooky Scouts. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. 
I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at kaylakline.com or on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly. And you can find our clothing store at trashcoven.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. Spooky Saturday airs live every Saturday on twitch.tv slash hollyconrad at 3 p.m. Pacific.